0: the better the cop you are, in the eyes of the system. Once you made probation, your performance evaluations were essentially reduced to activity recaps, a summary of the numbers you harvested over a given period of time. The numbers game shaped us as police officers. Indeed, it defined us as police officers. As I observe in my current consulting training and expert witness work, and note in federal investigations into police departments like Ferguson— there is abundant evidence that the numbers game survives to this day. In fact, many supervisors believe that counting and recapping activity is the only way to evaluate police performance. At no time did a boss ever question or counsel me as a rookie cop about the conditions on my beat. How many burglaries, robberies, rapes, auto thefts, car prowls, assaults, or vehicle accidents, injuries, fatalities, hit-and-runs, had taken place in my assigned geographical area of the city while I was on duty? When and where were these incidents taking place? Were there more of them this year than last year? This week over last week? And what of the nature of these incidents? Of course, behind every crime statistic was a victim and a suspect or suspects. People hurting other people, frightening them, affecting their quality of life, their property values, the safety and welfare of their children. And nowhere was this more heartbreaking than in economically disadvantaged neighborhoods. How was I going about collecting my numbers? How was I treating people? Didn't matter. There was zero assessment of the quality of my relations with the citizens I'd been hired to protect and serve. The people on my beat were, in a word, irrelevant. As long as I stopped enough of them, handed them enough tickets, arrested enough of them, I would at a minimum keep the sergeant off my back, and optimally get him—there were no hers at the time in any of the supervisory, much less managerial or executive ranks, or for that matter, in uniform—to support my aspirational career track. Of course, it was understood that a productive beat cop would generate heat from time to time. A citizen's complaint or two during a particular raiding period, no cause for concern, possibly even justification for praise. It showed I was out there working, being productive, being a cop. Which brings us to Ferguson. Anyone who wants to understand just how bad policing can get, and how it can get that bad, must read the March 4, 2015 Department of Justice DOJ report on the Ferguson Police Department, FPD. The 102-page document is a searing indictment of a Midwest police agency whose cops, aided and abetted by their chief of police, the city prosecutor, the municipal court judge, the court clerk, and virtually every elected official in town, systematically violated the constitutional rights of its citizens and did so in the most blatant, public, unapologetic way imaginable. It was almost as if they didn't know any better. A theory worth pursuing. Justice Department investigators, acting under authority of the Pattern or Practice Provision of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994, the Omnibus Crime Control and Safe Streets Act of 1968, and Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964— conducted a thorough investigation. As noted in the DOJ report, investigators interviewed the city manager, mayor, police chief, municipal court judge, municipal court clerk, finance director, and half of FPDs, sworn officers, and others. They went on ride-alongs with the cops, reviewed 35,000 pages of police records, as well as thousands of emails and other electronic materials provided by the police department." They put statistical experts to work on FPDs, stops, searches, citations, and arrests, as well as data collected by the municipal court. They did some court-watching, and they interviewed dozens of defendants. They examined previous independent studies of court practices in both Ferguson and St. Louis County, and they sought to engage the local community— conducting hundreds of in-person and telephone interviews of individuals who reside in Ferguson or who have had interactions with the police department. They spoke with neighborhood associations, other community groups, and advocacy organizations. Finally, they brought along two outside police chiefs who reviewed FPD's policies and incident reports and conducted their own interviews. What they found confirmed a pattern or practice of unlawful...